Next on BYU Sports Nation, Big 12 Expansion Day. Or not, an official statement from the Big 12 on their future conference composition. SB Nation's Matt Brown on how this affects BYU and major college football, plus Blaine Fowler on what happens next for the Cougars. Listen, Big 12 or not, the 2017 BYU schedule should help ease the pain to a degree. Hashtag Team Independence. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live at 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain in Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, October 17th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us for a second time today. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. That, my friends, is the only man on earth who can explain how 10 actually equals 12. You know in Apollo 13, when they figure out how to put like the round part into the triangle or whatever, and they're like, yeah, we can filter the oxygen or whatever? That's how. <laughs> it's that simple? Yeah, it's, it's like that, yeah. It takes a yeah. crew of 30 guys at, working through the night? At, yeah, at what point do you decide to rebrand? You don't. Because since 96, you've been doing it, I guess, 20 years now for the Big 12. And there you have And the it. Big 10 has 14, whatever. Eh, whatever. 10 equals 12. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, reports from several media sources, including Sports Illustrated, ESPN, Horns Digest, and SB Nation, all say the Big 12 will not expand at this time. The official Big 12 press conference scheduled for the bottom of the hour. We will take you there live as soon as Big 12 representatives make their way up to the podium. Which brings us to today's, or tonight's, Twitter question, depending on where you're living across the country. What is your reaction to reports that the Big 12 will not expand? Use the hashtag BYUSN at BYU underscore Mac. With everything that's happened, of course this was the end result because it's the only thing that makes no sense. Par for the course, There's right? There's some sound, illogical rationale there, <laughs> if that's such a thing. BYU football head coach Kalani Satake and select players spoke with the media at the Cougars Weekly News Conference today because life goes on for the football players, Jerem. Yeah, Thursday game against Boise State coming up. Uh, big game for the Cougars. Boise State ranked 14th undefeated at 6-0. BYU's never won on the blue. Maybe this is the year. We'll see. Satake says uh, he likes the short week because he wants to compete and play again. Who says they like the short week? I love that. And the Cougars practice Saturday and this morning. Idaho native Taysom Hill returns to the blue for the first time since that 7-6 loss in 2012. He's never started a game at Boise State. He started a game in Provo. And won by 17 against the Broncos in 2013. He's never lost to a G5 team when he has started and finished that game. Finished is the operative word there, Spencer. There you go. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Big 12 realities. Will they or won't they? A Big 12 expansion tale. Let's review the timetable of this unpredictable tale, How shall we? How long is this show, Spencer? Oh, I don't know. Do we have enough time for I this? I think it's until uh, 70s. Timeline. June 3rd of 2016. Big 12 announcing a conference title game will be added in 2017. Then July 19th happens, Jerem. You're at Weeblow's Day Camp. Yeah, I missed uh, the uh, teleconference, which was great. Shout out to Adriel. The conference <laughs> announces it will explore expansion by two or four teams, catching everybody by surprise because we heard all week leading up to that, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. August 31st, reports surfaced the conference 
has 11 schools as expansion finalists. Okay. So BYU made it through. And then in September... They list all of those 11 finalists. Yeah, so here were the finalists. Air Force, BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Colorado State, UConn, Houston, Rice, South Florida, SMU, and Tulane. And all 11 of those schools in September made formal presentations to the Big 12 about why, and they, why they should be included yeah, in the conference. In Dallas. And what that would mean to them and to the Big 12 and how it would all work out. Okay, a lot of money and time went into presenting these scenarios from these different schools to the Big 12. Well, today, October 17th, and we've had this, this uh, date circled on our calendars for a long time, Big 12 Board of Director meetings in Dallas, an announcement expected, but what happens? Well, we just told you, several different credible media sources are reporting that the Big 12 will not expand, and we will take you to the official word and explanation from the Big 12 conference again as soon as those representatives take to the podium. And the presidents from Cincinnati and Houston have tweeted, basically uh, the messages being, hey, we're going to continue uh, you know, to pursue the best situation we can uh, at this point. So waiting for comment from BYU, either Tom Homer or, or President Worthen, whoever decides to uh, comment from BYU at this point. Uh, and we'll find out the official comment from the Big 12 coming up, as you mentioned, at the bottom of the hour. Here's what you need to know about today's meeting specifically. This was regularly scheduled. This isn't like out of the blue, we're just going to meet on October 17th to discuss expansion. This has been planned for a while. It just so happens the topic of discussion was expansion in Dallas, Texas. Well, who are the board of directors? It's the 10 school presidents. And you've heard the word supermajority used if you've been following this Big 12 expansion conversation. That means in order to be included in the Big 12 conference as an expansion candidate, a school must receive 8 out of 10 votes from those school presidents. That's called a supermajority. And one report said that there was never a vote. Just the tenor was, we're not going to expand. So they never even voted. I would love to have had, one, had a vote, and then two, seen the voting. That would have been nice. What are the possible outcomes? You addressed all four of them this morning, Jerry. Yeah. The possible outcomes were expansion without BYU, expansion with BYU, no expansion, which is what it is. Or, we don't know yet, we need to look into this further. The answer is number three, it's no expansion. Yeah, conference does not expand, and in, from what we can tell, no, uh, no plan to expand in the foreseeable future. It's just, it's just done. Yeah, so what's next for um, the Big 12? I, I don't really care. What's next for BYU? They will continue to be... And independent. I think that BYU is comfortable in its place as a unique uh, placeholder in college football. There are a few independents. I, that's not what I mean. I mean as a people, the DNA of those involved with this university are comfortable in standing alone. And that's where they're at at this point in independence. I probably won't cry myself to sleep looking at the 2017 schedule next year. Because <laughs> have you seen it? And have you seen the future schedules? LSU in Houston. Some irony there. Being in Texas, playing in SEC school. Utah and Wisconsin at home at Utah State, and then Boise State at home. So three of the first five at home, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, fantastic. LSU, new head coach, no Leonard Fournette likely. That's going to be a fun game. And then you look at future games at home because the fruits of independence, specifically home games, are coming to fruition. Uh, 2018 Cal, 2019 USC, and Washington. Uh, Jake Browning, if he's still around, would be a 
senior in that game. 2020, Michigan State and Missouri and Provo. 21, Arizona State, Virginia. 22, Baylor. 23, Stanford. And so on and so forth. I think BYU would be better suited in a Power 5 conference, specifically the Big 12, for all the reasons we've outlined for months. But if not, and we're at that point, I think that BYU will be just fine as an independent for the time being. And how long are we talking about? Probably at least nine years. Yeah, 2025 is the year to keep an eye on. The grant of rights TV contracts are up that year. And you wonder if at some point, if the Big 12 is still at 10 teams, if some of those teams don't start to get picked off by other Power 5 conferences, thus creating the need for a new conference realignment. Boom, baby. That might be option B for BYU. To those who think that BYU might go back to the Mountain West, you have no idea if you think that BYU could go back to the Mountain West. I think BYU would start playing on Sunday before they go back to the Mountain West. (laughs) And that ain't happening. Okay? Hashtag Team Independence. AAC, is that an option? Maybe down the road. I don't think right now that that BYU would would look at that. An analogy for all of you. So BYU's not living in the Big 12's multi-million dollar home with a four-car garage, seven bedrooms, and a home theater. Okay, but guess what? They still have a really nice home. A three-car garage and a 70-inch 4K TV. Also, it's pristine and really well taken care of, and the house is totally paid off because that's what BYU does. When I walked by Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Friday, and there were 60,000 people in it, and I, then I walked by the 20,000-seat Marriott Center and the brand-new Marriott Center Annex and this broadcast building, I didn't think, man, Poor there's, us. there's no money here. Independence isn't working. In fact, I thought the opposite. As I looked at BYU's top 25 teams in other sports, BYU's in a great spot. In fact, what BYU does with the money it's got, which is more than they make now, they make more now than they did in the Mountain West. They're in a good spot. Will the gap continue to widen not being in a Power 5? Yes. Yes. And that's, that's where the disappointment comes in, to not get into a Power 5. But BYU will be fine. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What is your reaction to reports that the Big 12 will not expand? At BYU Marvel says, The Big 12 would have been good for the program, but independence is a way more fun schedule. Hashtag stay independent. Yeah, it is fun. I would rather be in the Big 12. I don't want to cause any confusion with there uh, with that. But if, if, but if not... Being independent, BYU will be fine. At, uh, at 18 Clue 89, this is Chad Lewis, a uh, former all-pro tight end for BYU who works in the athletic department now. I'm grateful that BYU is represented by President Worthen and Tom Homel. I am proud to stand with them. Hashtag go coach. Read into that what you will. Sound off on today's Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Still to come on this special afternoon edition of the show, Matt Brown of SB Nation on what all of this Big 12 news means for college football in general and future realignment. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Just follow at BYU Sports Nation. And when you chime in, use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, Thursday, big game for BYU against 14th-ranked Boise State. You will be live at uh, Albertson Stadium in Boise, uh, home of Spuddy Buddy and others. He's still on the set. Uh, we may have to throw him off at the end. We have our one-hour live pregame show called Countdown to Kickoff. It's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll get you ready for that. Boise State 5-0 and on the blue in the history of playing on Thursday night. By the way, we will join the Big 12 press conference in roughly 15 minutes. Here is a live look-in at the conference. 
uh, as we are anticipating to hear from Bob Bowlesby and probably David Bourne, the president of the Expansion Committee and the president of the University of Oklahoma. We will take you there as soon as representatives take the podium and are ready to begin that. Our Twitter question today, what is your reaction to reports that the Big 12 will not expand? Sports Illustrated, ESPN, SB Nation, uh, all reporting that expansion is not going down. At JoshMail313 says, still have to win all your games or have one good loss to get to the playoffs or New Year's Six Bowl no matter if you're in a conference or not. And that, there's a bigger conversation there about the aims and missions of, of a program, of a university. If, if it was BYU's only mission to get into a New Year's Six game and win a conference title, they'd, they'd go back to a conference. But they're different goals. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Matt Brown of SB Nation College Football Insider and Expert. Matt, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. What's your reaction to the reports that the Big 12 will not expand right now, including what you found out and tweeted out uh, via SB Nation and all that? Well, to, to be honest with you, my, my, my immediate reaction was just one of relief because Getty Images and USA Today only license so many photos of Bob Bowlesby, and I've definitely <laughs> used all of them over the, the last two and a half years or so where I think we've, we've been writing this. It, I, you know, it's, I understand why BYU fans are frustrated. My timeline's full of frustrated Connecticut fans and Cincinnati fans, and this decision ultimately I don't think changes the calculus of uh, the Big 12 being on potentially borrowed time here as, as the end of their television contract uh, reaches up because the, Texas and Oklahoma aren't making signs that they're willing to sign an extension of the grant of rights. Uh, what, what, what this means for everybody else, I think it's going to take a little bit of time to digest, but I'm not necessarily sure it's, you know, it's a cataclysmic event, at least for BYU fans in the short term. Uh, at any point, did you think that expansion was going to happen? Like, were you convinced the Big 12 was going to expand at any point in this uh, timeline? Oh, yeah, for, for, for sure. The, I think most of my, of my peers were, uh, were, were pretty convinced that the Big 12 was going to expand earlier in the summer, like right after that, the, the, well, I think the last time we chatted, after, the, the la- after Big 12 media days and, and this uh, surprise announcement that expansion was going to be considered. I definitely thought it was going to happen. It really wasn't until the like the last couple of weeks where there started to be more and more whispers that maybe broadcast partners would pay them would pay off the Big Twelve to not do this or or the momentum had stalled. But for months I certainly thought that we would be having a different conversation right now. Matt Brown, College League Manager for SB Nation with us on BYU Sports Nation and something you just brought up, Matt. How big of a difference did T V partners reportedly jumping in and offering to pay more to the Big 12 to not expand really impact what is happening today? Well, I plan on asking about that a little bit more in this press conference. I think we'll get a little bit more uh, insight into that. But that, that's basically what I've been hearing and what I believe Sports Illustrated wrote um, earlier today, that you, you have a group of administrators who weren't able to decide on specific institutions, uh, both ESPN and Fox were not thrilled about the prospect of paying $20-plus million a year for programming that they already control or have already valued at less than that. And uh, some other kind of financial arrangement appears to have been made. Whether that comes out in a couple of weeks or we hear more about it in a couple of minutes, uh, that remains to be seen. But that certainly seems to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, factor here. So in 2025, when the grant of rights is up, what do you think happens with the Big 12? I, I don't think we have a conference anymore. I think Oklahoma and Texas are going to have a lot more options for uh, conferences that are going to be able to provide more money, 
more prestige, and in the case of Texas, better academic partners. Maybe that's the Big Ten, maybe that's the ACC, maybe television, as we know, it changes so much that maybe Texas decides they want to go independent too. And then you're going to have a, a, what happens to the rest of the institutions? I have absolutely no idea. Whether that means there's an, another conference that's you know picked up from like half the Big 12 and maybe BYU and maybe some friends in the American, maybe that happens. Maybe the Pac-12 and the ACC and the SEC kind of scavenge everybody and some teams that are currently Power 5 aren't Power 5. Maybe we're not playing college football anymore by 2025. Like there's, there's just so much that could happen. It, it feels kind of silly to like really – be super confident about any projection, but I, I based on what we know now, I don't I don't feel good about this conference continuing to exist. It's always been kind of a strange mix, uh, you know, fusing two other conferences together. And these, you know, the, the decision making that's happening from from events like this really uh, is another example of that. It's not Co- a shared mission. Matt Brown, College League Manager of SB Nation. Follow him on Twitter at Matt SBN. Here BYU is in the midst of all of this, playing actual college football games through seven in year six of independence. They are four and three. They've won three straight against Toledo, Michigan State, and Mississippi State. They're back over 500. What happens now for BYU, not in the Big 12, still in independence? How do they make waves nationally? Well, the way that their schedules are set up for, you know, for, over the course of the rest of the ESPN contractors are all really front-loaded. And I think we saw this a little bit last year. If you win a couple of games in September, whether that's against an LSU or Wisconsin next year or on a couple of these, these, uh, these Pac-12 programs, especially some that are coming to Provo in the next couple of seasons, you're going to be at the forefront of the conversation. You know, After week three of last season, BYU is arguably the biggest story in the country. When you beat Nebraska and Boise State on back-to-back Hail Marys, everyone's going to talk about it. And if you're able to win those games, people are going to have to talk about you again. And if you don't, um, and you, you know, you, you, it's because of the way the schedules are set up, you could be in the middle of October and basically not have a chance to get back into the AP top 25. And then you have a different conversation. It's not the most fair arrangement, but that's basically, I think, where they are right now. You always in year six of uh, independence. Uh, if they don't join a conference before 2025, when the grant of rights is up for the Big 12, uh, which you, you'd think it'd be back to a group of five if they went somewhere else, and I don't see that happening. It'd be 15 years as an independent. Can BYU sustain that kind of independence? You know, I think they can certainly sustain that through 2019 or through the end of this ESPN deal, and that's going to be the interesting question because BYU, the, uh, to, uh, as far as I know right now, the only college sports rights property that's going to go up again before the, the, the next Big Ten deal expires in the early 2020s. If you're able to get a contract that's similar to what BYU has now, uh, I think you you could probably sustain it a few more years, especially if they're being successful on the field like they've been these past couple of seasons. If the market rate for what BYU is able to get for their television rights drops significantly, um, then then maybe that's a different conversation. It's not like there's this is a program that's devoid of options. Even if things don't work out with ESPN, there's other potential broadcasting partners, and certainly the American Athletic Conference would, would love to have BYU. So it's not the end of the world. Uh, and for the next couple of seasons, why, as long as you've got ESPN prop, you know, working, working with you, you're, you're probably okay. Matt, always good to talk to you. We appreciate the time and the insight that you give to us in regard to Big 12 expansion. I think this is like the seventh time we've talked to you in the past three months. <laughs> but we appreciate your time. Uh, we know you're busy, and uh, we'll look forward to your reports coming out. 
Okay, all right. Thanks, fellas. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You got it. Matt Brown on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That's something you forget, the the power of ESPN in college football, right? And ESPN loves BYU. They love the relationship, and BYU loves the relationship back with ESPN. So there's a couple years left on that contract. We'll see where that goes. I'd be surprised if there wasn't uh, some kind of continuation there. Just my opinion on that. Uh, But... Yeah, it's the sustainability of BYU as an independent, and, and it's been said by Athletic Director Tom Homo from BYU, that it's not sustainable in the long term. What's the long term, though? Yeah, how long 20 is 20-plus yeah. years? Yep. That's what initially, I think. Yeah, it might be. I mean, long term, we're talking, I think, at least two decades. Yeah, and, and obviously BYU wants to get into a Power 5 at some point, and there will be actual expansion. I've joked for a long time, wake me up when the Big 12 does something. I'm still waiting to be woken up, Spencer. Trevor Maddich of ESPN brought up something very interesting with us uh, this morning, as he does every Maddich Monday. There's always intriguing conversation. Is it Monday? I seriously thought it was Tuesday or it, Wednesday. It, whatever. <laughs> it's the second show of the new work week, right? <laughs> he said that when the grant of rights contracts come up, and he feels because the Big 12 is not expanding, they will be picked apart. Texas and Oklahoma go different directions. That leaves Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, yep. Texas Tech, Baylor, Baylor yep. TCU. He said, how about this? And this is a, I mean, purely hypothetical situation. What if BYU and Houston and Boise State jump Colorado into that State, conference? Colorado yeah. State, Cincinnati, they, they jump can, they into those make, leftovers with the Big 12. They can make a Power 6 conference, if you will. Yeah, and he said, I think if then it, it would, would be validated by the other five. Right. But I mean, it, that's that, what, as a BYU fan, that, you're hoping for some situation like that because the Pac 12 has shown that they don't want BYU. Cal and Stanford don't want to be in the same room with BYU, right? And, and, and so that's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And again, coming up, we will go live to Dallas for the Big 12 press conference. So hang with us. This is the thing you need to remember most it comes down to money. It always has, it always will. And it's not going to change. College football is only becoming more and more lucrative. And it's going to be, that's going to be the driver in all of this realignment talk. TV money deals for the rest of forever. Absolutely. And BYU's got a good one. BYU's got its own TV deal with ESPN. But what would be better? To be in a Power 5 conference. Because we're talking about like at least $25 million bucks, depending on what conference you're in. To, Twitter, in TV money. Our Twitter question, what is your reaction to reports that the Big 12 will not expand? Continue to send in those tweets using the hashtag BYUSN at Rig Matthew says, not surprised, still excited for the future. Coming up, a live report from the Big 12 news conference. We expect to hear from Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and others in regard to what happened in that meeting today. Why did the Big 12 opt to not expand? And is there any sort of twist that we're going to find out here? We think we know everything. Who knows, man? It's the Big 12, bro. Questions up for the big wigs in the Big 12 next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live in the afternoon on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We will take you to the Big 12 press conference as soon as the notables take the podium. We expect to hear from Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and probably... David Bourne, who is the president of the Expansion Committee, also the president of the University of Oklahoma. We will get you there as soon as they show up. Uh, th- this tweet in from uh, at DF Barron, who's uh, with the Houston Chronicle. He said, now playing in the Big 12 media room, uh, let's stay together. <laughs> and no, I'm not making this up. That's what he says. 
Are you serious? That's hilarious. Oh my god! So, so around campus should BYU play a, a fife and drum independent <laughs> music around campus. Hey, tomorrow night after further review, uh, breaks down the game uh, with the guys at seven Eastern time. Uh, Dave McCann, David Nixon, Brian Logan, uh, Gary Shady making an appearance tomorrow. Uh, the '74 Sammy Baugh Trophy winner. Check it out after further view tomorrow night, seven Eastern on BYU TV. The Big Twelve Board of Directors meeting has wrapped up, and if you are not aware of what has taken place today, then let's give you a brief recap. This meeting has been planned for a long time. October seventeenth, the ten school presidents meeting together. We heard it was for six hours today to discuss expansion or potential expansion for the Big Twelve looking at all 11 candidates, and reports say that they have made phone calls to all 11 of those schools uh, with the decision on whether or not they are going to expand. All signs point to the Big 12 standing pat and sticking with their 10 teams, especially with what you just reported, Jerem, with the song that's playing when you, currently when in you the Big play 12 the press song, conference. Let's stay together. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't the... See, see if it was like uh, the American, they might play Stay Together from Blink-182. You know, just, just like a little more modern. You know what I'm saying? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Again, we'll get you there to Dallas, Texas, as soon as uh, those uh, important speakers take the podium. It appears that BYU uh, will make a statement after the Big 12 news conference. So, so we'll see. As soon as BYU makes a statement, Athletic Director Tom Hull or whoever it is, uh, we will let you know right here on BYU TV. What is your reaction to reports that the Big 12 will not expand? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BMort says, don't you think the coaching change has made this Big 12 disappointment more palatable? There's a new energy under Kalani yes. Satake. Yes, I think this is yeah a group that's full of energy, hope, bright, the future. No matter what happens, we're going to go after it. We'll be aggressive. Yeah, I, I really think it does. I, I think that... Uh, with the previous coaching staff, the chips ran to try and get into a Power 5 conference. And Bronco Mendenhall was very outspoken about wanting to be in the Big 12. That was the conversation every uh, football media day uh, each, week, each year, the last two years. Now with Kalani Satake, he's ready to take on the world, uh, whatever that means. And for BYU, it appears that means to continue to be an independent football team. Yeah, the world right now is Boise State and then Cincinnati. And then next year, it's LSU and the Advocare a kickoff in Houston, Wisconsin, and Utah at home. Boise State at home. home. Like it's, it's a good schedule. The, at Mississippi State, by the way, that was a great game uh, we saw over the weekend. BYU will uh, play the Cowbells in Stark Vegas yeah. coming up next year. So that's another compelling schedule. It doesn't have the nine that we saw this year, but that front six is really good for BYU. And, and, and the nation doesn't get it, right? They think, well, why doesn't BYU just join the American or the Mountain West and, and play for a conference title and play for... Um, you know, the New York Six and that. BYU was burned so bad in the Mountain West by their inability to use the, this channel and, and to not be seen by on the mountain. And it was Versus and it was uh, CBS Sports, you know, CSTV back in 2006 that BYU wanted to be seen. I think that BYU to some degree has graduated from that um, experience to where, yes, okay, we want to be seen by as many people as we can all the time. Technology has afforded many a college football team now to be seen 
so BYU's in a great spot. Where Whatever happens, I think BYU's in a great spot to make the jump should the opportunity present itself. It's been about access and exposure for BYU, and they have accomplished both of those ideals. If you're just joining BYU Sports Nation and waiting for the press conference from the Big 12, we will take you there as soon as Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner, and any others show up at the podium, I, still waiting for those guys to uh, come out and make an official statement. I think Adriel has to come out first, though. That's, that's the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever Adriel was from the teleconference on July 19th. Yeah, now there's a backstory there. It, it was a teleconference, <laughs> not a teleconference. It, yeah, we so it was were, just it was just an uh, it was just audio. It was a phone call. You phoned in, and for some reason, we kept hearing this voice say, "Adriel, Adriel." And so all of these people Whoever, listening all yeah. over the country are like, "What in the world is going on?" So I think Adriel should come out first and be like, "Hey, I'm Adriel. What's up?" <laughs> and then we hear from Bob Bowlesby, the Big Twelve Commissioner, <laughs> and David Bourne, the president of uh, Oklahoma, who's the chair of the committee. At Johan underscore Schulte says, <laughs> if true, answering this question, what is your reaction to reports that the Big 12 will not expand? If true, I'm enjoying independence as well, too. No need for Big 12 drama. They can't even make up their own minds regarding expansion. Now, I would love for BYU to be in the Big 12. That's the, I, I call this the biggest story in BYU history. Not sports history, BYU history. Because it would change the university in every way, shape, or form. That money, that validation, that status, right? So this is a disappointing day. I don't know if I've come across as disappointed as maybe I'm feeling because that would have been a huge thing for BYU. It would have been a huge thing for whoever got in. At first, we thought it might be up to four teams, Spencer. It ends up being zero. So this whole uh, exploration of expansion, they didn't expand at all. It's been interesting, and the perception of the Big 12 has been interesting as well through this entire process. Okay, I have a question for you. Who is the richest, most solid uh, fundamentally based person that you know in the world right now? like Besides T. Boone Pickens of Oklahoma State? Yes. <laughs> Besides, like if you were to think of somebody that is wealthy. Fundamentally based? Is, is like fundamentally sound, really smart. And Physically su- strong and, and super rich. morally awake? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Can you think? I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe, uh, I don't know, Bill, Ga- Bill Gates? Rex maybe? and Ruth Mon. Okay, Rex and Ruth Mon from BYU. Bill Gates maybe, right? Sure. Okay, I feel like Bill Gates is the SEC. Okay. What's Zuckerberg? Uh, I feel like he's more C- like the. Is he B- the ACC? Maybe. Or the. Yeah. Okay. I f- so who's the Big 12? I kind of feel like this is like the Kardashian family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Lots of money. Super popular, really but kind of crazy. Not really sure what's going to happen. Certain people can't not watch them. Exactly. Exactly. Like, uh, like Brigham. Yeah. And even Boise State a while ago, Houston, <laughs> Cincinnati. How disappointing is it for not? We're thinking of it from the BYU perspective, obviously. How disappointing is this from everyone else's perspective? I like fair, Boise it's State. A fair question. Boise State was out of the running, and we're still waiting. By the way, for the Big Twelve to start, it it was scheduled for four minutes and twenty one seconds ago. Um, and so, as soon as that is live, we will go live to the podium. Uh, in Dallas in just a moment. But this is a disappointing day for all of those schools. Connecticut, South Florida, Central Florida, Houston, Cincy, Colorado State, thought they had a shot. You know, SMU, everybody. It will be David Boren and Bob Bowlesby, the two uh, spokespersons. They are just sitting down at the table right now. This is BYU Sports Nation live coverage of the Big 12 right, press conference. As all of you know, we have just completed a series of meetings which began uh, Sunday evening here with the presidents, the board of directors. Uh, I would describe it as a very, very thoughtful and candid meeting, uh, which uh, uh, showed a great deal of unity and strength in the conference. 
we uh, first uh, took up the question of whether or not the conference should expand at this time, whether it should remain an active agenda item uh, for the Board of Directors. We decided after very thorough discussion that we would uh, remain at 10 members. We committed ourselves to uh, that proposition and each other, and along with that discussion and that decision to remain at 10 members at this time, uh, also there were very, very strong uh, series of commitments and comments made by every single member of the board, every single president representing our institutions of our very strong commitment to the Big 12, uh, to the strength and stability of this conference, I have never heard since I've been on the board such strong commitments and such a unified sense of purpose on the board. So I would, I, would discuss, I would say that as we look at the whole outcome of this meeting, it was a very, very positive meeting in terms of expressing the cohesion of this conference and uh, the unity of this conference on this issue. The procedure so that we, because I've seen speculation that there was discussion of individual schools, or there were a series of uh, considerations of whether there were support, uh, a supermajority for any admission in, of any particular school. There was no such discussion. Uh, we had no discussion of individual schools in the sense of taking votes on individual schools, trying to sense support for individual schools. We've had, we've gone through a very thoughtful uh, process here uh, in the course of the last year or so in terms of looking at options uh, to strengthen the conference because uh, we all want to see a stronger Big 12 conference. We feel we're very strong already. If you look at the outcome of national competitions and championships this last year, the conference is in very good position from an athletics point of view. It continues to be one to which we aspire to improve and to show ourselves uh, in, in competition on the field and on the court to be continue to be worthy of national levels, high national levels of competition. At our past board meeting, as all of you remember, when we released the per school uh, financial allocations, uh, we had this year, of course, the largest financial allocations on a per school basis in the history of the Big 12 Conference. So I would say that the state of the conference overall over the in the in the modern period has been strong athletically uh, stable and strong financially as well as we looked at the results this last time so uh, the decision uh, to remain at the number where we are we feel we have a very good uh, model for competing with each other and many other advantages we're a conference that can move and we are still looking at changes in technology, for example, and how our conference might be a leader in utilizing technological change for the benefit of the members of the conference. The decision was unanimous. The decision was unanimous. It was uh, 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 all of the schools participated very actively in the decision. So once that decision was made, once we decided that this issue would no longer stay on the agenda, uh, we decided to move on. We've we've gone into a uh, we've gone through a process which I think all of you ha understand to look at ways in which we could strengthen the Big 12, and we've looked at a number of options. One of the options we looked at, of course, was the championship game, which is uh, 
being implemented today. Uh, our athletic directors have taken charge of that process in terms of uh, mechanically uh, putting that process together. We feel we're on a good track, making progress. Uh, at the appropriate time, they will speak for themselves, uh, not today, but at the appropriate time on the, on the process that will be followed in, in that regard. So that was one of the things that we looked at. We also, as you recall, thought another way we should look at potentially strengthening the conference, and this is a full comprehensive approach that we've gone through in a very methodical way, was exploring the possibility of a Big 12 network, our own conference network. And uh, after a good bit of discussion on this matter and discussion with media partners and others, we found that the marketplace made a decision for us, in essence, that that was something that was not going to move forward at this particular point of time. And uh, but so we've explored that. We've we've had a great amount of discussion, as I mentioned, about new technologies. And then, of course, we have looked in a very methodical way, and we appreciate the efforts of the Commissioner and others here at the Big 12 for the very thorough manner in which we've looked at and examined the possibility of whether an expansion would be advisable at this point in time. And let me say, I think we all feel deep gratitude for those uh, colleges and universities that have indicated interest in being a part of the Big 12. Uh, and. While we have made a decision, there, there are quality universities, uh, quality both in academic terms and in uh, athletic terms. And while we have made a decision that it's right now it's the best for us to stay where we are, uh, to keep our options open about all the ways in which we can move to strengthen the, the conference, uh, we do very much appreciate their interest. I think the fact that so many schools of such stature expressed interest in the Big 12 at this point in time is, again, another sign of strength of the conference. But I would say also to all of those who participated, we have all taken notice of, and we've learned a great deal about these universities and their athletic programs. So the time they have spent in informing us, informing the commissioner, informing the, the board, it is time and effort certainly not wasted because it, uh, it gives us a very good indication of uh, these schools, what they're about, and, and the strengths that they have. So uh, that process has been very thorough, very fair, and uh, I commend the Commissioner with the thir for the thoroughness in which, and I think all of our members do, the thoroughness in which this uh, study was, was undertaken. And uh, as I've learned, what might, might be timely or the right time right now, to expand, and that we, we all came to the unanimous feeling that this was not the right time. Uh, all, of the, all the information generated is not wasted effort, I would say, to those schools that have participated. And they have certainly presented themselves in a very fine light, and we appreciate them. So that is the action, and I know the Commissioner wants to add some additional words, and then we'll be happy to take your questions after that. Um, thank you, President Boren, and, uh, um, and thank you for leading a, a really productive meeting today. Um, one of the things that uh, we'll probably get asked later on is, uh, did you make a recommendation to the, to the CEOs? Um, the answer to that is yes, I made, I made one recommendation, and that was that um, we should uh, bring this process to closure one way or the other. 
uh, that we shouldn't uh, kick the can down the road. Uh, we have um, undertaken an extensive uh, data analysis uh, process. Uh, that's the empirical part of what we did. Uh, there's certainly uh, another more local uh, element to the, to the process. And uh, each institution is expected to have their own uh, sensitivities and their own priorities and their own perspectives on how that all fits together. Uh, interestingly enough, our, our 10 presidents came together in, in uh, uh, unity and, uh, and came to the same conclusion, and that, that was that uh, we, uh, we like the competition that we have. We like playing a full round robin. Uh, we're glad we added a championship game, and, and we think that uh, we have, um, through an RFP process, uh, identified some great sites for, for the hosting of our championship. Uh, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm around uh, what that will do for us in terms of uh, giving us a, an extra opportunity to compete at the highest levels. Uh, our conference has always been about winning national championships, and that certainly includes the sport of football. Uh, but we also, um, as, as President Boren said, uh, last year we had, we had 16 teams, uh, 16 sports where we finished in the top four, including three national championships and I think six runners-up. Uh, we, we do a very good job of competing at the highest levels. We've got lots of great coaches. We've got lots of great student-athletes, um, great venues, and, and um, there's a lot to celebrate. And so I think uh, the decision in part was a celebration of, of what we have. Uh, I, I think uh, that I'd, I would be remiss if I didn't echo uh, my appreciation to the, the, the schools that self-identified and, and voluntarily got involved in this process. Uh, I, I learned a lot about a, a bunch of very fine universities. Um, the, uh, the decision really didn't have uh, very much to do with uh, the individual elements of those institutions. They all have their strengths and weaknesses, obviously, as all of our members do. But um, this was really about uh, defense of our model. And uh, we feel like uh, a full round robin in football and a double round in men's and women's basketball. And we had three of the last eight teams in the baseball tournament. Uh, we won a softball national championship. Uh, there's, a, there's an awful lot to celebrate. And, uh, and so uh, we, we really, I would have to say, um, express more unity in this uh, set of meetings than any before, and, and I, I think our leader can take some uh, much-deserved credit for that. But um, we, uh, we have been through the empirical process, and, and aspirationally, what I wanted to do for our board and for our athletic directors is when we got started in March of 2015, I wanted to get to the end of the process or near the end of the process with everybody singing off the same sheet music. Um, not contesting um, the uh, the components of of uh, what we're going to do uh, to get better. Uh, not contesting the the uh, value of those things, but instead um, having uh, an empirical roadmap that allowed all of us to make those uniquely uh, institutional decisions. And uh, in the end, we had good collaboration between our ads and our chief executives officers. Um, and, and we came to a point where I, I really feel good about uh, the strength of our conference going forward. I, I, I think that uh, this was, uh, was really not a decision not to expand. Um, this was uh, an endorsement and a reinvestment 
in, uh, in the strength of the 10 that we have. And uh, so I, I feel very good about that. I, th I think it was a deliberate process, um, one that um, included a lot of people. It was more public than, than many of these other processes have been. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, they, these were institutions that self-identified. Um, we did not go out and solicit the participation of, of any institution. And so by the very nature of that, it was a little different process than some of the others have been. But I, I feel good about the outcome, and I feel uh, uh, very bullish about the future. So um, with that, uh, we'll both be happy to answer your questions. For those wishing to ask a question, please raise your hand, wait for the microphone, and then identify yourself. We'll start right here with you, Jake, on the aisle. <clears throat> So just to be clear, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby addressing the media, as is the president of the expansion committee or the committee chair, David Boren, Oklahoma president. And they are in Q&A right now uh, watching Big 12 conference uh, from the meeting today. Bob Bowlesby and David Boren. Uh, but um, it's not an active agenda item at this, at this time. I think the one, one thing we've learned uh, over the last uh, several years is uh, the, the landscape, including all parts of the landscape. That includes technologies, commercial uh, atmospheres surrounding sports. A lot of things have changed. It's a constantly changing landscape. So we would never say never. Uh, uh, and uh, but we we do would feel it would be wrong to indicate that it's a that it is an active agenda item because it no longer is at this point. Kevin. President Bourne, at one time you characterized the league as psychologically disadvantaged, uh, and I'm wondering what has changed your mind about that, and if so, if you regret that, that I characterization. Think someone suggested I've had a brain transplant, but the rumors to that effect are not true. Uh, the, uh, well, I would just say this. Anytime you make a statement about anything, it has to do with the context in which you're saying it and the circumstances in which you're saying it, and the circumstances have radically changed. You know, my... Uh, my uh, thoughts about expansion have really centered around the possibility in the past of whether or not we could have a conference network. And I felt that we were at that time disadvantaged because we did not have a conference uh, network. And I still wish that, and hope someday, and who knows which form of technology it will take, we will perhaps someday have a branded conference network of some kind. But the circumstances have wildly changed, and uh, if you don't adjust your thinking with changing circumstances, you're bound to be mistaken about where you are now. Uh, you can't afford to be rigid about that. And the circumstances have changed. Uh, as I said, and we said it the last time, at uh, the last meeting, I believe, the marketplace has, in essence, made that decision for us. We cannot command the marketplace. Economic forces are at work in the marketplace technological changes at work at the marketplace and therefore we just uh, realized that that had to be off the table at this point in time uh, uh, because uh, marketplace made that decision for us so I would say that was the situation then I hoped we could find a way when we thought we could build a conference network and we needed additional material additional uh, schools to have additional material for the network and uh, to do that then I think would have made sense situation now is very, very different. As the commissioner said, I think we feel very comfortable with our, our scheduling model, with playing each other. We feel 
We take great pride in the fact that we have had great success nationally. We take pride in the fact that our per capita distribution is uh, certainly uh, higher than it's ever been before in, in the Big 12. So we don't feel a sense of urgency to expand just for expansion's sake. Uh, it has to be tied to the circumstances at the time. I think this decision, and I think my colleagues felt this decision, left us uh, very agile to look at all the possible ways in which we could strengthen our conference in the future, to look at new technologies and be, be able to deal with those in a, in a quick basis. Bigger is not always better because sometimes it makes your decision making more ponderous, for example, more difficult, the more schools you have involved. So just for a whole myriad of reasons, and as we walk through all of these steps, championship game, the network, the expansion, all of these possibilities, we just felt the right time. So I just have to say, I think circumstances have changed, and I think the network's off the table. That's the principal one with me. And so I think that that calls for a change of adjustment of what your views are. If the, if the circumstances change, you ought to change your thinking. That's a challenge to all of us. We're living through a period of such unimaginable change. And uh, 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 so we have to be able to be fleet of foot and, and adjust to changing circumstances. Yeah, President Bourne, you talked about the commitment by each of the ten mm -hmm. schools. Mm -hmm. Did the extension of grant of rights come up, and was that was that broached as a as a way to show the stability of the uh, conference? And if not, why why not? Why not? No, no, it did not come up, and I, I will tell you why. And I think there's been a lot of discussion, maybe some misunderstanding about uh, position our of our university or any other university about extension of the grants of rights. Uh, what I would tell you this, and I'll, let me give you just a preamble about that. As you, as you know, I've been on this board since day one. I think I'm the only remaining president on this board that's been here since day one when the Big 12 Conference had, was formed. What I heard over the last 24 hours as our colleagues spoke very candidly among ourselves was the strongest expression of unity and cohesion and commitment to the conference uh, that I've ever heard. In my opinion, there's not a single school in this conference that is looking to go elsewhere. And we are committed to each other. We're committed to the Big 12 Conference. We're committed to staying in the Big 12 Conference and making it as strong as possible. Now, the grant of rights has come up in the past at a time in which we have been negotiating contracts with our media partners and otherwise. So in other words, it's always been in the context of a proposed deal, if you want to say it that way, a proposed agreement that would lead to uh, longer-term media contracts and with certain uh, provisions in them. So uh, that's when you consider grant of rights. And as we begin to approach the end of our current term of contract, which is approximately eight years, I think undoubtedly you're going to see a whole series of discussions about what are the prospects, uh, how will the contracts need to be renewed or changed, or I mentioned new technologies perhaps will get involved when we get to that point, and we'll be ready to negotiate in the open marketplace, I think with great cohesion at that time. So uh, is there, that's to me, and that's certainly I think the feeling that we've had uh, at the University of Oklahoma that when that time comes, that's when you discuss the grant of rights. You don't discuss it as an abstract matter when there's really nothing on the table. 
So I, I would just say this to you. Does the University of Oklahoma have a theological position uh, that does not favor a grant of rights? No. I think at the appropriate time, when the time comes, and as we approach those times and we have some idea of what the parameters are, I really believe that all the schools in this conference, and I include the University of Oklahoma uh, among that number, will be prepared to go forward with the grant of rights when, it, when it's clearly in the interest of the, of the kind of agreements we hope to have at that time. So I just want to underline, there is no theological or abstract opposition to a grant of rights at the University of Oklahoma. We're committed to this conference, and as I say, what I heard in that room uh, gave me a tremendous amount of optimism. There have been times over the past in the history of the Big 12 when there's not been that unanimity in the room. David Bourne addressing the media right now, taking questions about the Big 12 and their decision to not expand. So all of the reports that we saw earlier in the day are now officially confirmed. A statement coming from BYU in response to uh, media requests about the Big 12 announcements uh, BYU Athletic Department has released the following, and I quote, Over the last few months, BYU has learned a lot about its strengths as an institution and as an athletic department. Through our in-depth review, we have reinforced valuable relationships and have been reminded how strong we are as a university. BYU strives to run its athletic program like a P5 institution. Our national fan base and broadcast ratings, along with many historical and recent successes of our teams, attest we certainly belong. We believe BYU can significantly contribute to the athletic and academic excellence of a P5 conference. End quote. If you want to keep watching the press conference, by the way, that's coming from uh, Big12Sports.com, so you can watch that. We will continue coverage uh, beyond the top of the hour. Uh, we certainly belong was the phrase that I took out of that statement from BYU. Hard not to. Yeah, circle that one for sure. We will have more, including reaction uh, from things now that the Big 12 has gone official, including Blaine Fowler, who will join us, our dual threat analyst for college football and college basketball. And we'll recap what was said if you missed it from David Boren, the president and chairman of the committee, as well as Bob Bowlesby, the spokesman, uh, the excuse me, the commissioner of the Big 12. What a day. And we roll on. BYU Sports Nation Special Edition continues after this. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B, a special afternoon edition. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show generally, you can watch the rebroadcast at 6 Eastern. But today, because of the Big 12 conference expansion talk, we went live. The non-expansion talk. The non-expansion <laughs> talk. We just heard from Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, and the chair of the expansion committee, David Bourne, the president of the University of Oklahoma. No expansion, and really with the reports that were surfacing before the actual press conference, not a shock. Yeah, Twitter wins again, right? Uh, David Bourne, uh, and let's recap, if you missed it, uh, let's recap what was said uh, at the press conference. If you'd like to continue watching that, it is on Big12Sports.com. Uh, David Bourne, Oklahoma president, makes it official, 10 teams, no expansion. Uh, he said uh, the door is closed on expansion, too. We thought maybe down the road they might look at it. No, they're it's done. Off. It's off. It is, done. it is done. They're going to stay at 10 teams through 2025. And then we'll, no grants of rights yet. So my opinion is that the Big 12 will probably uh, blow up in 2025 if Texas and or Oklahoma bounce. He said the marketplace has changed since he said... The Big 12 Conference is psychologically disadvantaged. And my first question is, how? How okay. has it changed? Well, here's the thing. They went in thinking our product is very desirable 
for uh, Big 12 Network, right? And he said the market dictated that. That's a passive way of saying we couldn't get enough money for Big 12 rights as much as we thought for a network. That's what that means. Let's spin things forward now with Blaine Fowler, who joins us on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline, BYU National Champion, college football analyst. Blaine, you know the news. You just heard everything from David Bourne and Bob Bowlesby. What's your reaction to reports that the Big 12 will not expand now, nor will they maybe ever? Well, I was, I was disappointed, but this is what I was expecting based on what we've heard the last couple of weeks. And I do think it changed in the last few weeks from, from what it was, especially from what it was a few months ago. I, you know, I felt like, uh, it was, it was a group that was pushing, uh, to try to have a more desirable conference. I think there are those inside the conference that recognize that they have to have a championship game, but who in the world wants to watch a championship game that's a rematch? Between two teams that already played in their round robin. Boring. Yeah, Boring. Who, who cares about that? And, and the problem is the team that won during the regular season is disadvantaged in that second game. Because you know, the, te- the, the team that won always goes into a game like that and, and thinks, okay, well, we won, so we really don't want to change the game plan. The team that lost comes in and makes all kinds of adjustments to play differently, and it's really hard to beat a team twice. And does the country really care at all about watching two teams that already played during the regular season play again in a so-called championship game. So I thought that, that reason would rule out in the end and they would, they would recognize that. But, uh, you know, it's been a fairly dysfunctional group. And I think that, that uh, you know, they did a great job of painting a picture that now they're completely united. But I'm sorry, I just don't believe that, guys. I just don't believe that. I don't either, Blaine. Still, I think – their, their press conference was fantastic. They did a great job of, of leading us to believe that they're all on the same page, that everybody's moving forward. Well, if that was the case, then why didn't they have a discussion about extension of the grant of rights? That, that is what you could, you could send a message to the rest of the country that, and we've all agreed that we're, even though maybe they didn't, wouldn't figure it out today, we're, we're going to look to negotiate an extension of the grant of rights. And, and he, he very craftily said, I don't know if that's a word, but he said, he said, no, we're going to wait till the grand rights are up. And, you know, I feel really, really good about everybody in the room. So well rehearsed, well presented, but in my mind, still a dysfunctional conference that can't agree to agree. A lot of individual schools' interests, because of that, they could not agree on a couple of teams to expand with. And I think that that puts that conference in a very, very difficult situation that's just my opinion and you want to know what else how dysfunctional is that conference they have a president's meeting there's very few people in that room i'm certain that coming out of it they said guys whatever you do don't take the thunder away from the press conference we want to be able to present this as a united group people hadn't even left the building yet and they leaked the information and it's been on the you know it's been all out there for the last two hours that's dysfunctional i can tell you that i, I run a, a large division of a very big company if I had my management team in a meeting and I told them that I was going to release this information in two hours and two minutes later it was being tweeted out um, by sports writers accurately, there would be some heads that would be rolling. And so that, that's an indication of how dysfunctional it is. They couldn't even keep it a secret for a couple of hours till they had the press conference. Yeah, Twitter so. Twitter wins again. Okay, so we discussed what's now for what now for BYU. We think that BYU is still in a good spot, that they're okay, that eventually getting into a Power 5 is, is the goal, but that at least in the meantime, and maybe, maybe medium term, BYU is good. What do you think 
uh, is next for BYU? I, I think they're just fine. I'm disappointed they're not in because I think that was the best option. And the reason it was the best option, primarily for scheduling football late in the season. That, to me, that was the most important thing in my mind, was to be able to get quality home games against big-time opponents late in the season. Um, BYU certainly has had quality schedules. It's just that they're all front-loaded. Um, this year, a little bit better. Um, but Tom Homo has been getting better at this. Uh, as each year has passed, he's been able to do longer and longer-term deals um, as, as each year passes in independence. So I think in terms of getting a strong schedule against really good opponents, Tom's going to be just fine. He's going to be able to do that. In terms of revenue, it would be nice to have more. But BYU has some of the finest facilities in the country. They're, they're not at a disadvantage. It would be nice to have a little more money, but BYU doesn't have to have it. They can survive doing what they're doing. Um and so, is, would it have been better to be in? Yes. Um, are they okay in independence? Oh, they're fine in independence. And the WCC has been great for the other sports that compete in that conference. Um, you know, you go out and win the WCC. Gonzaga has had no problem in basketball having a top five seed over and over again when they win this conference. And so, everything BYU wants to do is there. It's disappointing, but, but BYU's fine. Um, and, you know, guys, I hear people say, well, if you're not in a conference, you're irrelevant. Let me tell you what irrelevant is. Irrelevant is Rutgers right now, mm-hmm. who's in the Big Ten. They just got spanked by Michigan. I don't know, was it 76 or 78 to nothing last week? Yep. 78 to nothing. Yep. But when you stink, you're irrelevant, whether you're in a conference or not. When you're really good, you're not irrelevant. Why is Boise State not irrelevant right now? And they're in the Mountain West Conference because they're undefeated and they're ranked in the top 15 in the country. So relevance comes with winning. BYU, with Kalani Sataki and the way they'll recruit over the next couple of years, will be relevant. They'll be on national TV on a regular basis with their contract. So they will stay relevant in college football. They'll get tons of exposure. And at some point, a P5 conference will want them. And all that will mean is a little more revenue and an easier time of scheduling quality opponents late in the season. That's what we were all looking for. They didn't get it. Disappointing, but I think they're just fine. Blaine Fowler, college football expert and national champion of BYU, with us on BYU Sports Nation, reacting to news that the Big 12 will not expand, and that is a final decision, as announced by Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and Committee Chair David Bourne. BYU and Independence, Blaine, how long is it sustainable before they hope to get into a Power 5 conference? But sustainable is as long as the other sports are tied to a conference and BYU can continue to have the relationship that they have with ESPN or, or another network if ESPN decides not, not to extend this current contract. So I think it's sustainable for the foreseeable future as long as they have a television partner that's a, that's a power partner. You know, I'm talking Fox or, or ESPN or one of the major networks. And if you look at the kinds of numbers that BYU draws, uh, on their games, and BYU's flexibility to put a game on a Thursday night, play a late Friday night game, play a Saturday game, as long as is willing to do that, I don't see any reason, based on the financials of the numbers, why an ESPN wouldn't want to extend that contract. So can BYU stay viable all the way to 2025? Well, as long as ESPN's willing to partner with them, I think they can, and I think that's just fine. So yeah, I, don't, I don't think there's a problem with sustainability. If people are worried that, uh-oh, if they're not in a conference, how are they going to continue to function? They'll be just fine as long as they have good TV partners. 
Blaine, great stuff. We appreciate the time, and I'm sure we will discuss this uh, much more in terms of BYU's role and independence as they move forward. And if you're feeling bad, just look at the 2017 schedule. That's going to help Jeremy and I go to bed easily tonight. Exactly. Yeah, look at it, and it's all just fine, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Blaine. All right, guys. Talk to you later. All right, Jerem. So while Blaine was talking, uh, I was looking over a few other statements from David Boren when he was wrapping up his thoughts. And he says that they have never been more unified. Speaking of the Big 12 presidents, we've never had a stronger front, more unification than now. Then why haven't they extended the grant of rights? If they're so Blaine made a great point. If they're so unified, then why is that not being extended? So were they not unified before looking for expansion? What, how, how are you it's like? Just not adding up. So it was you were you you weren't you were unified, but no one was good enough. And, and David Boren uh, said, "Yeah, it wasn't a waste of time for the. If you didn't have a conversation about any individual schools, which I don't believe for a second, right? How do you not have a conversation about an individual? Then yes, it was a waste of time, and you're not going to expand. So what good was it? What good was it if you're not going to go on a date?" Uh, with the girl, thank you for talking with me in the hall, but I'm not going to go out with you. No, 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 that was a waste of time. Coming up, <laughs> tonight's Rise and Shout, and it's not Bob Bowlesby. This is a significant day in the history <laughs> of the show, man. BYU Sports Nation continues with final thoughts. Stay here. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Future guest, Jerem. Jake Trotter of ESPN tomorrow, as well as David Nixon, as we continue coverage of the Big 12's non-announcement of no expansion. Yeah, Jake Trotter, the ESPN Big 12 insider. If you missed what happened, let's give you a very brief recap. The Big 12 will remain at 10 teams. They say expansion is dead. It's off the table. It's, it is done. So I guess we can all be thankful for that, right? That's uh, a blessing in disguise, brother. No grant of rights discussion, however, which means past 2025, what kind of TV deal is the Big 12 going to have? David Bourne, well, the chair of members. the expansion committee, said they've never been more unified, yet they are not extending the grant of rights. Uh, they said they never had a, a, a discussion about an individual school. Not buying that for one what? second. Huh? They also said time wasn't wasted for Big 12 candidates. I feel like the 11 finalists would tell you otherwise. Yeah, it was a waste of time. (laughs) It was a waste of time. In response to media requests about the Big 12 announcement, BYU has released the following statement, and I quote, Over the last few months, BYU has learned a lot about its strengths as an institution and as an athletic department. Through our in-depth review, we have reinforced valuable relationships and have been reminded how strong we are as a university. BYU strives to run its athletic program like a P5 institution. Our national fan base and broadcast ratings, along with the many historical and recent successes of our teams, attest we certainly belong. We believe BYU can significantly contribute to the athletic and academic excellence of a P5 conference, end quote. BYU wants to be in a Power 5 conference. I think one day they'll get in one. I don't know which one. I don't know when. I think it will happen, though, at some point in the future. And so Tom Homo uh, and BYU will lead and continue to lead BYU to do the best they can in this situation. They're not going back to the Mountain West, people, and I don't see them joining the American anytime soon. By the way, BYU plays at 14th-ranked Boise State on Thursday. So Fun. shift your attention to an actual game against a top 15 opponent. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? For the first time in months, it's going to someone else. 
And that person's name is Tom Homo. Well-deserved. Tom Homo will lead BYU in independence. Here we go. I had a question come in on Twitter uh, asking if we could uh, take back all of the rise and shouts that we have previously nope, given to Bob that's Goldsby. part of our history. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, thanks to Matt Brown, Blaine Fowler, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Jake Trotter, ESPN Big 12 Insider, will join us tomorrow, as will David Nixon, former NFL and BYU linebacker. Our show on demand, BYUSN.com. You can always download the podcast on iTunes. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout-out to Eric Lane. Hashtag Team Independence.